We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. The Chicago Bears losing streak has now hit five games in a row with another disappointing loss, this time at the hands of backup quarterback Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Lemming, and we are going to break down everything going on with the Bears because it was a really busy day at Hallis Hall, and it all began early with a report about Matt Nagy's job. Before we get into all that, though, I got to welcome in Aaron. Aaron, dude, it was a crazy day out there, and it's been a crazy kind of past few days here after the Bears lost the Ravens. The wheels are falling off the bus, man. I mean, there's just no other way to put it at this point. It's just, this is an unmitigated disaster. And like you said, it really, like, we all kind of knew that things were going to go. I mean, we've talked about it for the last few weeks. The Bears on a five-game losing streak. They're not a good team. There's not a lot of winnable games left on the schedule. I've fought the narrative that, you know, Matt Nagy is going to somehow be able to, you know, get back in this thing and save his job for a while now. But, you know, it just – and it's crazy because I think a lot of people expected the Bears to lose to the Ravens. And then all of a sudden, Marquise Brown goes out. And, you know, he's not going to play. And then all of a sudden, you know, the day before, Lamar Jackson is back on the injury report and he's questionable with that sickness. And then, you know, the day of the game, all of a sudden he's ruled out. And you're thinking, okay, Tyler Huntley, the guy that has thrown 16 NFL passes, he's an undrafted free agent, uh, you know, in, in, in 2020, had to work his way up, became the backup at the end of the year. I mean, the dude had zero experience and it's not a, it's not a knock against him, but let's be honest here, man. Like the undrafted free agent quarterbacks as a whole going back through the history of time for the most part are never good quarterbacks. And what do the bears do? The bears come out and not only do they lose the game, but Justin Fields goes out in the second quarter of the game with a rib injury and doesn't return and it's just like all of a sudden you go from and i'm sure you've been the same way i think a lot of fans have been the same way this season's a lot easier to get through because at least even if justin fields doesn't play well on a weekly basis at least we have something to watch and keep us entertained 
and with him out, it just it's just not the same. And then, like you pointed out, and we'll get into it, the the report that came out today that you know, come hell or high water, basically, Matt Nagy has coached his last game with the Bears on Thursday. Well, you know, I don't know, man. This it's just again, I, I, I it you get what you pay for, and the Bears whether it was money related, whatever, whatever the motive was back in January, when, when uh, George McCaskey and Ted Phillips sat there on that zoom call and, you know, looked people virtually in the eyes and basically addressed the fans and said that we still believe in this regime to get things right, but we need to see progress. Well, I got news for you. This is going to be the bears first losing season since 2017 and they are going up in flames. And the unfortunate part is, is they don't even have a first round pick to be able to say, well, at least, you know, they lost, but they have a high first round pick. Everything's going to be good. No, the bears don't have a lot going for them outside of Justin Fields. But again, what do they expect to happen? That's my question. Yeah, you know, you're right. And looking at that Baltimore game, this has been a problem for the time they're not good out of the bye Matt Nagy has not been good out of the bye particularly you know losing now four straight games and not only that but it's come to the point where they have lost to some pretty bad quarterbacks coming out of the bye I mean they lost to Brock Osweiler they lost to Teddy Bridgewater both backups and now they lost to Tyler Huntley and no disrespect to Tyler Huntley but the Bears did a really good job of kind of slowing him down and shutting him down until the final quarter where he marched uh, the Ravens down the field in five plays aided by a 21-yard pass interference call, which I have no idea why you commit pass interference there. You, you, you should know and you should be taught, even if they make the catch, you force them to burn a timeout or you force more time off the clock. Pass interference stops the clock, essentially gives them a free play there. So, yeah, there was just a bunch of mistakes. He had the busted coverage, and the busted coverage was kind of the, the, the interesting one because we never really got a solid answer on who had the busted coverage. And even Sean Desai said, I didn't know at the time during the game what the heck you know happened on that play. And that's just happened way too much for the Bears this year. I mean, literally, week one, they had three busted coverages. They're a mess, and it goes back to decisions that they've made in the offseason whether it's bringing back Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy for another run or opting not to address the defensive back position and going into the year with Kendall Vilder and Duke Shelley as starters. I mean, heck, they, they had Marquis Christian starting week one and until they realized he's not very good at football and can't be a starter. It's just accumulation of bad decisions and, and bad mistakes by this team. And that showed again on Sunday, the Ravens. That's a game you don't, you don't lose that game. It's Tyler Huntley, this dude is maybe starting on one to two other teams in the league if there's, uh, you know, if that, and that's just kind of being generous. So, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a big mess, and to kind of like set the scene here, you know, here start with that. The and from there, and hearing the fire naggy chants, and then kind of listening to Robert Quinn, um, listening to Alec Ogletree, even listening to Matt Nagy, it was just, they were defeated. They were pissed off, rightfully so. They were very furious. And now we come Tuesday morning and you have the report from patch.com's Mark Conco, who essentially is saying that Matt Nagy will coach his last game on Thanksgiving, you know, citing one source 
And what I thought was kind of interesting was he specifically mentions Monday of the termination, not Friday, not Saturday, not Sunday, but Monday. So that was kind of the first thing that kind of popped in my head was, okay, it's single sourced. Um, and it's, it's Monday. Why wouldn't they just do it on Friday? I mean, heck, if they've already made up their minds, there is no point in letting Matt Nagy go coach on Thanksgiving um, in, in Detroit. No one in their right mind would go to Detroit to coach a game between those two teams and know it's your last. I mean, what if it's the, if the decision's been made, what can Matt Nagy prove in that situation? So, you know, fast forward, that kind of sets Twitter on fire. Um, Conca goes on both Chicago radio stations, doubles down. I don't know if you heard the interviews on there yet, Aaron. Um, to me, I heard both, and there was no additional substance. He could be right in this whole thing, but I, my takeaway was it was from it was he was kind of just doubling down, saying, "Well, I just trust my source. I trust my source," and even got to the point where you know I told Dan Bernstein, you know, you guys cover the team, you guys might know more than me. So that was kind of odd in my eyes. And then Matt Nagy, as we kind of expected, you know, says you know, the report's not accurate after Chris Tabor has to go out and be the first man to um, accept questions on the subject. So overall it was kind of just a weird day. And I, where I stand with the report, you know, I, I don't think it's fully true. I, I think the part where he says that he's been told he's been fired is not true. Um, everything I've gathered and, and kind of taken away from coaches today and how the bears have handled it. Is that part's not true. Now he's in a position where, if the Bears lose Thursday, Nagy's gone Friday or Saturday. You don't wait till Monday. You fire him that night when you get back to Alice Hall. It's plain and simple. That's what's going to happen. It'll be announced Friday morning if they lose at Detroit. So I guess the report kind of looks right in that sense. But you and I have talked. I've, I'm 100%. Matt Nagy's toast. It doesn't matter. Matt Nagy, need, to save his job, he would need to go win out, win two playoff games, and Justin Fields take – you know, huge, huge steps and everything turns right. And that's just not going to happen. The Matt Nagy era is pretty much over in Chicago and it could be over, you know, as soon as Thursday night in my eyes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... You know, kind of going, I guess I'll start with the initial report, you know, on this. And here's what I'll say. I, I've i never heard of the guy that doesn't mean anything. You know, there's been multiple people who are connected who have all said that this dude, you know, is somebody to be trusted. So I'm not, I, 
by no means am I saying that he made any of this up because I, I don't think, you know, that's the thing is I don't think there are some people who do, they make it up for clout. They, you know, they, they'll tie little, little pieces together and try to make something out of nothing. I don't think this is what this is at all, but like he pointed out, there are a few details within the initial report that simply don't make sense. Uh, I think the biggest one is obviously the fact that, you know, I, I've never heard of this being the case. Like I've never heard of, you know, a team saying, Hey, um, you're not going to have a job in a few days, but we need you to coach this game for us. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean that doesn't make any sense. And I just, that's the biggest thing that I have an issue with right now. The other thing is, is just the overall core concept that Matt Nagy's gone after the game regardless. So you're telling me that if Matt Nagy goes out and I think it's, you know, a decent probability because the lions are still lions. Lions are a terrible team and the bears can definitely beat the lions. So you're telling me if the bears come out on Thursday and they beat the lions that regardless come hell or high water, no questions asked. It's already set in stone that Matt Nagy is going to be fired on Friday after he wins the game. Then, then now, why not I, do it after Baltimore? Exactly. And that's the yeah. thing. So I, that's, those are the two key things because let me ask you this. One, this this needs to be thrown out again because I don't think some people know this, you know, and I'm sure most people do, but I'm sure some people don't. The Bears have existed for well over 100 years now. They have never fired a head coach midseason. So that needs to be put out there. But let me ask you this. Uh, I, I, I just I, – I, I don't even know. See, that's the thing is like – and this is kind of where it's, you know, confusing, but it's like, you know, why – I, I, don't, I don't even know, man. It's just, it's so confusing to me as to, you know, why would you do it then? And then it's like, it, I mean, okay. I, I guess this is really the other question is um, has there ever been a coach that has been fired mid season after a win an NFL coach? Has there ever been one fired out mid season after a win? I can't think I, of one. Well, I can't not counting John Gruden. Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head unless like you said, it's something in a John Gruden type situation. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of the thing. So for performance and that, so again, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to discount him. I'm not trying to say he's making things up. I'm not saying this because I don't know who he is, but what I am saying is and granted, I haven't, you know, I haven't broke news in a few years now, but I do know the process behind it. And, you know, as is, you know, if you followed me for, you know, the last four five, six years, it's like I've had my fair share of breaking stories. And even when I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I still had multiple people to bounce information off of. And so that's kind of the other thing is you get one source. And if I had to guess, it's probably, you know, somebody who knows somebody. And again, that's just my guess on it. But it's just and that's kind of the thing, like the, the, the process behind getting the information and breaking it and then going on two different radio stations and basically just saying, well, I trust my source. Well, okay, that's fine. You trust your source. A lot of people trust their sources and they get burned all the time. But why do you trust your source? What information outside of what you've reported makes you so confident in this report? And that's kind of the thing where if there's no substance behind that outside of just saying, well, you know, my, I trust my guy and this is going to happen. And obviously you don't expect him to come out and, and reveal, you know, any sources and anything like that. I'm not expecting that whatsoever, but it just feels like it was one of those things like, Hey, Matt Nagy, his is he's fired. Like he's going to be gone, but he's going to coach the game. 
uh, do with that information what you will. And it feels like that kind of situation where, because I mean, he even said, you know, with the with the Dan Bernstein thing, basically, well, you know the team better than I. Well, if if you're having to say that and you're not really, you know, you don't understand the inner workings of a team or the inner workings of a league, then that seems like a big stretch to be able to report something like that. And again, I'm not questioning the integrity. I'm not questioning what he believes to be true. But I do think that the overall um, process behind it is where I'm kind of a little leery because, again, I mean, I could be wrong, but I can't imagine if the Bears went on Thursday that Matt Nagy's going to be gone on Friday. And it's still one of those things where, it, well, let's just put it this way. There, there's another level to this now, right? Because we both agree that Matt Nagy's gone at the end of the year. I, I don't think there's anything because, I mean, let's be real, man. The Bears aren't going to finish with an over 500 record. They're not going to make the playoffs we can just throw all that out the window. The three and seven they're they are closer to being the worst team in football than they are to being in a playoff spot. I mean, that just kind of gives you an idea of where this team's at. Um, but the problem is with this report is that now the bears are put in a situation where they didn't come out and dispute anything. They didn't acknowledge the report. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying they didn't acknowledge a report Ryan Pace didn't speak. There was nothing. Basically, they threw their coaching staff and mainly Matt Nagy out to the wolves and said, all right, man, well, good luck. And to me, I feel kind of bad for Matt Nagy in that regard because, you know, he's not a good head coach. We, we've established that. He annoys the crap out of the majority of the fan base with the way he handles things. We get that. But at the same time, he's still a human being. He's still somebody who this has been a dream for him. His dream finally comes true. He's failing. Nobody can deny that at this point, but he's still having to consistently, you know, answer questions, not only about his job status, but about people chanting fire Nagy, uh, you know, at Soldier Field, fire Nagy at the, the Bulls game, fire Nagy at his son's high school football game. I don't care who it came from. That is still like, he's still a human being. It doesn't matter how much money he makes there's still a, an emotional toll to be paid for all that. So the bears have painted themselves in the corner here, because I think that especially losing to the Oh eight and one uh, Detroit lions, I guess I get the Oh nine and one Detroit lions. Now, if, if you lose to them on Thanksgiving, you have absolutely zero choice. And that's the problem is the bears have backed themselves into a corner because they didn't comment on this because they didn't come out and say, we're refuting that report. This is not true. We're not making any decisions till X amount of time, or we have not had a conversation with Matt Nagy, anything like that. Anything like that would have been, you, you still leave the door open to say he could be fired, but we have not had that conversation. He is not guaranteed gone after the game. And that's the problem is because now if they lose to the Lions on Thursday, you're looking at a situation like you pointed out where they have to fire him. You can't you can't not comment on the situation. You can't allow multiple uh, national media outlets to pick this story up, including ESPN, to pick this story up and then to simply allow him to lose a game to a winless team on Thanksgiving and then not fire him the next day. You just can't have it happen. And that's the problem. And that's the dysfunction with this organization as a whole when you don't have people who know what they're doing and how to put out these kind of fires and how to keep things under control, these are the kind of situations. And like I said, I, there, there is a level of, of, of this that it makes me feel bad for Matt Nagy because yes, again, he's not a good coach. We all get that, but he's still a human being. And the fact that 
his organization, the organization that he coaches for, can't even come out and take some of the pressure off them. They've put themselves in this corner that really, outside of a win, they can't back themselves out of. I mean, that's the issue here is things could get quite a bit worse for them if they lose on Thursday, which is a realistic possibility at this point. I agree with you. Um, and, you know, just a couple things on today. I, I 100% agree with you. My th- I was going to think about this as well. And obviously the Bears were aware of the report. I mean, they had to be. Everyone in Chicago was aware of the report. I mean, I had people, like family members that are, are really big Bears fans that were asking me about the report. So I, I'm pretty positive they knew about it. My thing to that would be, do the Bears know for a fact that this report's not true and that they think it's just so silly that they wouldn't even, it, it wasn't even worth commenting on? Um, and I guess you could rebuttal to that and say, well, Chris Tabor pretty much was not prepared to answer those questions. He was first. He actually went at 10.55. Uh, Matt Nagy went at 11.45-ish. And Tabor wasn't really prepared. By the time Bill Lazor got there and he was after nagging to sight, Lazor admitted, yeah, here's a heads up, um, you know, or they gave him a heads up. And then Matt Nagy even said, like, you know, the players don't know about or no one. He didn't say the players didn't know. He said no one has brought it up um, so far. And, you know, I've seen some stuff where, well, how can you not address the players? It's very possible you know, Matt Nagy and his coaching staff are in meetings. Um, when the players get there, the players are essentially, you know, working out, changing. You know, the coach is not always around them in the beginning of the days. The coach, you know, is on the practice field with them. But it's very possible when they went through their walkthrough that, you know, the players didn't see it yet or, or whatever until they got back into the locker room. I don't know. It's just kind of odd. So I would lean, like, I, I do agree with you. I don't think the Bears – handled it very well, especially not really giving Tabor a heads up. Um, and, you know, even to an extent you could argue they should have released a statement. I think that they thought that, you know, okay, how does this guy know this report? Maybe this guy heard some misinformation, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it, it I do see an argument both ways. I'm not saying you're wrong at all because I do kind of lean towards your side of it where it really wasn't you know, a great look for the bears today because they very well could have released a statement and said something. Um, but I also kind of could see the other reason why. And, you know, back to the report again, like I'm with you. I don't think this guy's a bad guy at all. I do trust him. He he's broken stories in the past. Um, you know, it, those of you that are from Chicago area know the Jackie Robinson little league story. I believe he was the guy that broke it a couple of years ago. Um, and he's worked this sometimes won a Pulitzer prize, so he does have credibility. What I think might have happened, this is just my best guess, um, no knowledge here. He heard this from someone, heard a whisper, and kind of trusted that source, that one source, and went with it. And like you said, Aaron, you could be burned um, with sources. We don't know, though. So this is kind of, it's kind of very open-ended here because he actually you know, could be right. If the bears do lose the game, I mean, the bears might fire Matt Nagy or they will fire Matt Nagy on Thursday night. They, that's going to say that's a, that's a yeah. very likely scenario, but they okay, will. But let me ask you this kind of going back though, to mm-hmm. what you're saying about maybe they didn't take this very seriously. I can see, I can agree to that to a certain extent, but you know, as well as I do 
that the Bears PR staff is very, very, very active on social media. Oh, yeah. They know what you're tweeting. They know what I'm tweeting. They know what anybody on the Bears beat is tweeting. And I'm not saying I'm on the Bears beat, but what I will tell you is I have been I have been uh, handed a nasty gram multiple times via email or via you or Jeremy at the time of, you know, me saying certain things or, you know, reporting certain things, whatever. So with that in mind, uh, you know, you would think that this is why you have a PR staff, right? So you see this initial report, I'm sure it was brought to somebody's attention. There was quite a bit of time lapsed between the time that this initial report came out to the time that you had every media personality in Chicago, either backing it, commenting on it. He went on a radio spot with, uh, was it ESPN 1000, right? Was it ESPN 1000 or was it the score? Um, both. Okay, so he yeah. did, but he did at least one radio spot before Chris Tabor stepped on the oh, stage. Oh, they were, yeah, they were both right before. They were so, like back to back. So that's kind of my issue, right? Is that the, you damn well know the Bears PR staff was, you know, at very, very worst, what you do is you kick back media availability, you know, a half hour, an hour. They've done that to you guys multiple times and you figure out what the hell's going on and if you actually need to address this. I just, I damage think- control. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the thing. Like, this is the reason that you have a PR staff. So that would be my issue with that is that that is still their job to do that. That is what they're that is part of what they're being paid to do as an as an organization of a professional sports team is to be able to do stuff like that. They had to have known before Chris Tabor stepped on that stage that this thing was already spreading like wildfire and that they needed to do something about it. But instead, they hung Chris Tabor out to dry and Matt Nagy out to dry. And to me, that's just Again, that goes back to the dysfunction of this organization and the fact that they just don't have an idea of what they're doing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, you know, I'll say this. Chris Tabor handled it perfectly. Chris Tabor was as honest as you could be. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because as reporters, you have to ask the question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have to ask what the heck's going on with this report and, Coaches, they don't want to talk about. They want to talk about the game because guess what? If Matt Nagy's gone, that means Chris Tabor's likely gone as well. They're coaching for their jobs as well. They need to focus on the game. So I, you know, I give props to Chris Proper and Matt Nagy, uh, Sean Desai and Bill Lazor for all the questions that they should answer, especially, you know, both handled it professionally. It's right to criticize Matt Nagy for how he's been these past, you know, four years now, he deserves criticism. He stood up there. He answered most of those questions. Um, he did kind of deflect the, the ones about talking with, with um, George and Ted a little bit, but I mean, he handled them and, and he handled the ones about, you know, his, the football game, his son's football game. And he said, I was there to be a dad and I'm with you. It's inexcusable. You, chant it at bulls games whatever chant it at bears games fine chant it at your house i don't care but i mean come on the kid is the guy is trying to be a dad with his kid and and, you know whatever but yeah it's 
it's just wild, man. It was a wild day. And, you know, we should also bring up what happened last night. You know, we're recording this on Tuesday. Monday night, there was a report from Jordan Schultz, who is a um, podcast host with Allen Robinson, pretty much saying that, you know, overwhelming number of Bears players want Matt Nagy fired in that locker room. And, you know, we went from having a podcaster tweet out a report. Um, a couple other people on Twitter were tweeting stuff out, you know, credible or not. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tuesday morning, there's this bombshell. It's, it feels like it's over. It feels like everything is done. Um, it, it feels like the bears are going to be finding a new head coach. I, I, I hate to say it. And we can get into more of this later on um, as the season goes on. I, I think you you're on the opposite side of this. I don't want to see it happen. I think Ryan Pace is going to be safe. I really do. I think they're going to give him another chance or he's going to be moved up in the, in, in the um, front office. I don't agree with it. I just think it's going to happen, but it's just kind of been a really crazy now past 24 hours. And again, you said it, man, the bears have done it to themselves. You close out Pittsburgh, you close out Baltimore. You know what you and I are talking about right now? We're talking about a team that would be what five and what five and five going into five and six, five and six or whatever it is going into a very winnable game against the Detroit lions and potentially getting into a playoff spot with a win on Thursday, but we're not, we're talking about something that is bound to happen. Matt Nagy is going to be fired eventually. And there's going to be big changes. Oh, actually I'm an idiot. It would be five and five. They've only played 10 games, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a completely different situation. I think going back one, here's what I'll say. I dude, I've been on the fire Nagy train since the off season. The same thing with Ryan Pace. I actually went into the off season thinking Ryan Pace was a bigger issue than Matt Nagy. I don't believe that now. I still think Ryan Pace needs to go. Uh, I'm going to hold out hope. This sounds kind of messed up, but I'm going to hold out hope that the Bears are going to do the right thing and realize that Ryan Pace is just not the guy. He doesn't belong in the organization. But I do think that there's always going to be something in the back of my mind that says that, yeah, Ryan Pace is going to somehow stick around. I just, I think they need a whole new regime Uh, with, you know, but what I will say is that Matt Nagy today handled his presser with about as much grace as you can ask for. Yes, he was noncommittal about a few answers. You know, it is what it is. I mean, he's being questioned about his livelihood right now. I mean, I I think most people in that type of situation would probably be pretty close to the same way because you have to toe a certain line. So I thought he did an outstanding job of handling himself, handling the thing with grace, talking about, you know, the, the high school, uh, you know, kids, the student section, whatever, from the other team, chanting fire, naggy, you know what he does, you know, he's asked about that, you know, even though his kids kind of, you know, in the, in the crossfire of, of all of this. And he turns around and he says, you know what, this is what I will say. I will say that after the game, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those kids from the other team came up to me and, you know, were, you know, saying please and thank you and shaking my hand and being polite and blah, blah. Like he even deflected that situation to turn it into somewhat of a positive. And that's kind of the thing. I think a lot of people have to understand in this situation that yes, Matt Nagy's a bad head coach, right? We know that Matt Nagy can drive us absolutely nuts because he's a head coach of the Chicago bears and they're not doing well, but everything that we've ever known or seen about the guy has said that Matt Nagy is a good dude. He's a good family guy. He, you know, he was trying to be a good dad being at his son's, his, his son's game. So I, I think that sometimes we have to, be able to separate is, you know, even for as small as situations as they can be, we still have to separate the football person from the human being. Right. Um, as far as the, 
as far as this Jordan Schultz report last night, I think that's another interesting level because yes, obviously there, I, I, at least in my opinion, there is some credence to it. I don't think that it was just Alan Robinson who gave him this information. Uh, I, you know, I know a lot of people are not familiar with Jordan, uh, but Jordan has broke multiple stories, both in the NBA and the NFL, some pretty damn big stories over the years. He is a very reliable, uh, you know, insider. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. He's worked for Yahoo. I think he worked for Bleacher Report at one time. Like the, the dude's legit. Um, with that being said, I don't know that he really thought <laughs> thought his report through very much because like he pointed out, he does host a podcast with Jordan or with Jordan, with uh, Alan Robinson. Al Robinson and Al Robinson's agent have been very vocal about how the Bears have handled the situation. They've been very vocal about how, you know, his production has been this year and how his usage has been this year, even going back to last year. I don't think that Jordan thought this all the way through because unfortunately for him, putting out this report, regardless if any of this information came from Alan Robinson or not, which I'm sure some of it did, it is going to be basically 100% tied to Allen Robinson. And it puts Allen Robinson in a bad situation, which we saw today where he basically said, yeah, I wasn't consulted on any of this. He was I'm a grown happy. man. Go ahead. What were you saying? Sorry, I was, he was not happy. Well, and I don't blame him to a certain extent, but at the same time, Robinson's not without guilt either, man, because that's the thing is him and his agent have – been snarky i'll just put it snarky to say the least on twitter alan robinson is known for searching his name on twitter shortly after games tweeting whatever he wants back to people who have criticized him and then promptly deleting it within i don't know five minutes like so he's not without blame either but i do feel for him in this situation because again the ties are always going to go back to him. And, you know, uh, Jordan's not the one in the locker room. Jordan's not the one that has to deal with talking to Matt Nagy. He's not the one that has to talk, you know, deal with talking to his, his players or, you know, or to his teammates and, and everything else, because there could have been some sort of violation of trust. I think we all know at this point, Allen Robinson's gone at the end of the year. I don't, I don't think there's any way, even with a new GM, new regime, I don't think there's any way, shape or form that Allen Robinson is coming back to this team it's a tough situation, but really kind of circling back to the Matt Nagy thing. What we're noticing is there's just, dude, there's blood in the water. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's blood in the water. You've, you've had two reports in two days coming from two reputable sources, regardless of, you know, the, the information that has come out or whatever people can question it. It's still two reputable sources that this information has come from there's there's an issue there and again the bears have done themselves absolutely no favor the the thing with uh you know with jordan schultz last night okay don't comment on that. that's not a big deal it is what it is but as we've seen in years past usually where there's smoke there's fire and again i mean bears fans are no they're no stranger to watching things fall apart right i mean we've seen it with levy smith we saw it with phil emery and Mark Tressman, we saw it with John Fox, you know, when the end of something is coming, we all know it's happening. But the bigger issue right now is we, we still have seven games left, man, we still got to get through seven games. And, you know, three of these next four games as of right now are primetime games, they have the game on Thanksgiving, then they have the game against the Cardinals at noon central, and then they have a Sunday night game against the Packers, which pray to God that that somehow gets flexed. And then they have a Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings the week after. So the bears are going to be a lot more in the spotlight 
moving forward, even if they fire Matt Nagy, this, none of this is going away. And I think that's the thing that a lot of Bears fans have to understand right now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's just kind of all spiraling. And their problems, you know, are not only off the field, they're on the field too. I mean, their defense, that last effort was pathetic. We talked about it. I mean, the, the busted coverage, the offense stunk. Bill Lazor admitted he said, put the blame on him. They have to do a better job of getting Justin Fields into a rhythm. They didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, Andy Dalton comes in and they're throwing screens and then they're, you know, going to their game plan. It just made no sense. This team makes no sense at all. And it's crazy, man. Like you said, it's all snowballing down. There's a lot of problems. And you know, if I were to say to this to you, you know, we're going into a matchup where the Bears have more issues and are the bigger story for bad reasons with the Detroit Lions, you'd think I'm crazy. Usually it's the Lions that have the issues and the Lions and the a and we make fun of them. It, it, it's flipped. I mean, this is embarrassing. This is a pr- primetime Thanksgiving game. The country's going to see your franchise and the Bears have just made it a big mess this week. And really, man, it's going to be a bigger mess um, as the season goes on. And if Nagy survives this week, you know, they have the Cardinals coming up. Wait till they're down 20, 30 points at home to the Cardinals. Those chants are going to be the entire fourth quarter, and they're going to be loud. And then you got to go up to Green Bay and play the Packers. And then you got to play a Minnesota team that is looking a lot better on offense and has a really good defense. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I keep point. I worry about Justin Fields and his development. Um, it's the biggest story at the end of the year, but right now, I mean, this is, this is taking front and center, you know, headlines and it's going to continue to be like this until the bears make a move. And, you know, one thing we should know before we kind of get into our little preview here of the lions game, because that is just going to be terrible to watch. The bears have an advantage. If they do fire the coach in the season, you can now talk to candidates in the final two weeks of the season, um, you don't have to wait till they're eliminated anymore. You can talk to them in, in week, what, 17 and 18. And that could be a big advantage for them because they could get a head start on scouting and talking to these guys and making a decision. In the past, you had to wait. And, it, and sometimes it, it burns teams. So we'll have to get into more of that moving on. But, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think that this is what it's come to, but I'm not shocked at all. Just at all. Oh, there, there's going to be plenty, and I mean plenty of time to break down head coaching candidates and hopefully GM candidates. Uh, but yeah, man, it's this is th- there is incentive um, to fire a head coach in season, and I think that this could be the first year in the Bears' existence where it happens because of how things have become out of control within the media and everything else. It's good, man. I just, it's, I think kind of transitioning to the game a little bit on Thursday, uh, it kind of, it, it's, it's, it's not even kind of, it's very unfortunate that 
we've got seven games left in the season and we already know that we're at least only going to get to see six games of Justin Fields, you know, and because Justin Fields isn't playing and it sounds like Jared Goff is playing, which puts the bears at a little bit more of a disadvantage. Cause let's be honest, Tim Boyle was absolutely awful. Um, but it's funny because the lions are actually they're this, they have two games in a row where they have not had a hundred yards passing in regulation. They got over a hundred yards in the game against uh, Pittsburgh when they went into overtime, but Jared Goff went into the final drive of the fourth quarter with under 60 yards passing. So, I mean, as a whole, their quarterback situation, well, I mean, do they're Oh, nine and one or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, they're, they're a really bad football team and, it's just really unfortunate that, again, I mean, really the only thing that that gives any incentive to watch these games right now is to watch Justin Fields, but then you put it on a national stage where you have the 0-9-1 Lions against the 3-7 and Bears that are hanging on by a thread to where things aren't going to blow up, and you don't even get to see a guy like Justin Fields playing the game. So we have the Andy Dalton show, which is going to, of course, create – even greater hot takes of who should be starting and why Justin Fields isn't ready and why Justin Fields is actually a terrible quarterback and every other narrative that has gone on every other week, except for the Pittsburgh game. So it's like, it's just, it seems like you can like as a bears fan, it seems like you just can't win right now. No, you can't. And you know, this is just to kind of put it in perspective today. There are teams and reporters and players joking about their favorite Thanksgiving dishes this week and having fun, and they're winning teams right now. The Bears are just talking about reports and locker room stuff and, and, and will the coach be fired, and they're going into a game against a terrible Lions team where they very well could lose it. It's just this is rock bottom, man. This is in, Heck, it could get even worse. They could be even worse next week if, if they do give the Lions – but man, we're we're kind of hitting that um, that area where it's just an absolute you know disgrace for a franchise that you know should not be going through this. But I guess to wrap kind of things up, you know, we should probably talk a little bit about this game at least give our predictions and X factor. I, I know it doesn't sound exciting because <laughs> trust me, man. I, I this if I didn't have to cover this game, I'd probably um, find a way to even help out making some Thanksgiving dishes um, on Thursday. But I'm gonna have to watch it, and you know I, I do think the Bears are going to win the game, um, even if Jared Goff plays. I think with what's going on, we're gonna really see if this team is really has quit, and people, you know, players don't want Matt Nagy. I think we'll see it early on um, with the effort. I got to see that first before I can say that's exactly what's going on. But, you know, I think the Bears are also a better team than the Lions. I, I think the Lions are just really damn bad. Now, it wouldn't shock me if the Lions got up 7 nothing, 10 nothing, heck, 14 nothing. The Lions got up on the Bears a couple of years ago when the Bears were the better team. Um, and David Blau threw like two touchdowns right away. The Lions kind of play with that juice on Thanksgiving, at least early. The key for the Bears, you got to slow down that juice, get ahead. And I do think, you know, I don't think it'll be a bad game from Andy Dalton. I don't want to watch Andy Dalton, but that's that's the reality. We have to watch Andy Dalton. I think he'll, he'll play a nice game. I, I just think the Bears are, are a little better than the Lions. They'll win. They'll save Matt Nagy's job here for at least another week um, before things kind of get even uglier. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Bears, you know, 20, 
Lions 17. Uh, maybe I think uh, Tyro Santos will rebound, kick the game-winning field goal at the end, and, and, the, and, and Nagy survives. But, yeah, my X factor is going to be, you know, looking, do these players lay down? Do they quit on them? Is the effort there right away? Because if it's not, it's going to be a long damn day in Detroit for them on, on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. I mean, there's just no other way around it. It's, I don't understand why the NFL continues to schedule the Bears and Lions. I mean, three out of the last four Thanksgiving games have been the Bears and Lions on the early game. And if you go back and you look, there has been a backup quarterback that has played in every single one of those three games, whether it was uh, you know, Chase Daniel, David Blau, or now it's going to be Annie Dalton. And, you know, I'm assuming Jared Goff's going to start, but if he doesn't, Tim Boyle, it's just, man, what a mess. But yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing the bears lose this game as well. I mean, the lions are still a bad team. What I will say about the lions is, is they are a bad team that lacks talent. Um, but they also are a pesky team that has been hanging around and their defense has been playing a lot better lately. And that's, I I think that's kind of something to keep in mind. I mean, they, they held the Steelers to 16 points. They held the Browns to 13 points. They've given 29 points in the last two games. Uh, You know, Aaron Glenn's got that defense playing a little bit better. I think that my X factor is going to be, the Bears defense getting pressure on whether it's Goff or Blau, it doesn't matter. Uh, over the last two games, they have 10 sacks. The two games prior to that, they had zero sacks, you know. So obviously, Cleo Mack's not going to be out there. Robert Quinn's got to continue to play well. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting matchup, though, because for as, you know, as rough as the numbers may look in terms of they, the, the lines have given up the seventh most sacks in the NFL this year. Their line has been playing better as of lately. Uh, Panay Sewell has been playing a lot better uh, now that they moved him back to uh, right tackle. Uh, he's been playing a lot better the last few weeks. So I think that's going to be the X factor. I think as far as my game prediction goes, um, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know why I always shoot way too high with the score, especially with the Bears. I'm going to say 24 to 17 is what I'm going to go with. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those games where it honestly wouldn't shock me if it's one of those games that it goes into the fourth quarter and somehow the, the bears are up like, you know, nine to six or nine to seven or something like that either. So essentially what we saw <laughs> on Sunday with the Ravens. Where it was I like mean, yeah, at this point time. in time, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know, man. If you can't beat the Ravens when they're down like that, and granted, the Ravens are a really well-coached team and they do have talent in other spots, but if you can't beat the Ravens in that kind of situation, what are we even doing here? Yeah, I mean, you brought up a good point, too. The coaching, I mean, the Ravens are a much better coached team than the Bears. I would argue, as bad as Matt Nagy's been, I, I trust the Bears coaching staff when I really trust the Lions coaching staff right now. So that could work, you know, against the Bears because if they lose – I mean, and he's out coached again. It's just that's another indictment that he's just not a good head coach. I just don't. I do. I don't see any way you lose to a winless team. Oh yeah. This late in the season, I don't see there's any way you can keep your job, especially with everything else that's gone on. I I do think if they lose, that's it. Because there's no way it's not going to be embarrassing. There's yeah. there's no way that you can lose a game like that. It's not embarrassing. There's oh, just no way. Uh, I agree, and it's perfectly set up too because they have the extra what couple days to prepare for Arizona and you get to throw Chris Tabor in there. Yeah. I, so. man, I, this is <laughs> the week is just beginning. Let's just put it that way. The, the week is just beginning. We have, you know, this is going to be the second of five, second of 
uh, two games in five days for a team that nobody wants to watch. We don't even get to see the rookie quarterback play and it's on national TV. Oh man. We happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And and the other part about it is, I mean, there's not meant much of a fantasy aspect either. If you play fantasy football, I mean, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, that's, that's about it. Other than that, you know, there's no Justin Fields. There's really no fantasy football aspect to it. I guess if you gamble, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's brutal, man. It's, Who the it's, hell would want to gamble in this game? Yeah, it's going to be no. ugly. It's going to be really ugly, you know? So we'll see. But yeah, you know, maybe next week this time we'll talk about a new head coach. Um, we don't know. We'll have to kind of stay tuned to it. But where can everyone follow you on Twitter at and uh, read your work? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. And you can um, follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Just Bear Report. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Who knows what we'll be talking about. Could be talking about a major coaching change here in Chicago. Could be talking about Matt Nagy staying and prepping for the Arizona Cardinals. But until next time, everyone, please stay safe and enjoy your Thanksgiving this week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.